This is the Tom Bernard Show. Sitting in for Tom, I'm Dave Schrader, along with... Co-host, Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt-Bernard. Cassie Schrader. Alex Brandt-Bernard Rasmussen. Mike Molina. Nicole Remini. It's a full board, and you're going to love the little chit-chat we've been having behind the scenes. I'd love for your opinion on this now woman-centric episode of the Tom Bernard Show, <laughs> Finally. Catherine. Finally. We'll be back. We've got more right here on the Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. R-E-S-B-E-C-T, find out what it means to me. So uh, we go to commercial break, and suddenly the merits and unbelievability of everything zombie starts coming out. Catherine, do you guys? Uh, How did that happen? Do you guys watch uh, zombie movies or, or TV shows at all in the uh, Bernard family I, household? I have seen some of them. Yes. Are you a fan of Not The Walking I... Dead or any of those shows? You know. I think I started too late in into the whole series. I, I, yeah, I, I never. Like, yeah, I, I never cared when it was like a new thing. I think you need to watch that from the beginning. You start in like season three, and you're like, I don't really understand this. You, you know, you can go back and watch the old shows now. They allow that. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but it's it just new technology. never. Yeah, <laughs> you know how it is when you just like get, you know you start just just check it out to see what all the fuss is about, and you know you just don't pick the right episodes. Yeah, it's just harder to get into it. So I mean, one of these days, See, I, just, I will start from day my, one because everyone my, loves it. Here's my problem: they're like eight or nine years now into the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. How are there still fat people? 
There's not yeah. enough food to go around. How, how are there still people, period? How are there fat? Well, people I understand. <laughs> I, what I don't understand is you've now survived eight years. You're in the woods where these people always get bitten. Always. How do you right. not hear something shuffling up behind yeah. you? I'm half deaf and I can hear when my kids are creeping up behind me. No kidding. How do you not hear? <laughs> my or, husband or, wakes me up uh, eating a Kit Kat. <laughs> exactly. Uh, my, my husband will be eating a Kit Kat. I'm dead asleep and that rapper wakes me up. Right. So there's no zombie creeping up on me. So how is that even a possible thing? I know the big joke for a long time was it's the zombie apocalypse. Who keeps mowing people's lawns? <laughs> Because whenever you see it, the, the lawns are <laughs> all beautifully manicured. <laughs> and then they started they started CGIing in the grass right. for it as it uh, yeah, I can't, progressed. When I notice things like that, it really does, you know, it's all I notice. It's like, you know, yeah, they're all, they've got their uh, cuticles manicured and their hair is always gelled. And it's like, <laughs> the so they're just what? they yeah, yeah, they're going on hair gel excursions or what? Well, and that's that's yeah. kind of what I was saying before, and Dave was giving me a hard time about that. I'm like, it's the makeup is so unreal, and I get so mm. into the editing, the right, producing. Right, but are you talking about the zombie makeup yes. is unreal? No, that's very good. It's not. Now, the makeup on the people, the survivors, <laughs> not. is not, because they're flawless. Incorrect. They are. <laughs> and they have great hair. <laughs> how, did that, how does that happen? Uh, yeah. Well, it's like he said, you know, they're going on like hair gel excursions. Well, you know, the makeup artist is right there. We would still be that way, though, don't you think? People would still well, be let me that tell you, vanity. I, I'd be on point. Would you? I, I would at least have my hair in a bun. Well, I'd be. I'd find somebody to do my nails. There'd have to be somebody in an alley somewhere doing nails, <laughs> and I would be there getting my nails well, done. Don't. Don't you think that the zombies would figure out that all they had to do would be to go to the salons and there'd be lots of people? Well, that, was, that was the whole great thing. <laughs> they should start everybody. doing nails. Well, that, would recommend. That, that was the great part of George Romero's trilogy of, of the zombie movies. You know, The Night of the Living Dead was, you, where would you go? You'd go towards the houses. And in the second movie, they go to the mall. And all the zombies are wandering around the mall because that's where they're so used to. We're right. such a, a an economic society and we're so materialistic. We're so predictable. That the zombies are just go there out of habit. So they're just wandering around the mall looking in the windows. And, Starbucks. Right, exactly. Oh, my wife will be in line at Starbucks, even in zombie form, telling me one more minute, one more minute. Uh, the, but the zombie movies in the shows, I, like I said, I think it's fascinating. People like them because it is that it could be anybody. At any time. I think my neighbor's a zombie. Do you? I do. <laughs> Runs around the neighborhood asking for a machete like crazy. I'd be like, a zombie hunter. What? I don't know like that zombies are looking people. for what? machetes. We, yeah, we have crazy people in our... Like, we live in a golf community. And only because I'm moving am I going to out these crazy people. <laughs> No. Yeah, there was some weird thing going on on our block. There's some like teenager was screaming, and this neighbor comes running out of his house, yelling to his wife, "Grab my machete! Grab on oh, my sword! Grab my sword. my sword!" We're like, "What in the world?" <laughs> yeah, a frustrated yeah. samurai. Yeah, Mental exactly. note: Do not accept a barbecue invitation to the Remini residence. Yeah. <laughs> yes, when your neighbors are looking suburbs. for swords <laughs> to, to dispatch the problem in their home crazy i think he's a zombie well we believed my kids brought it up to me and it was funny but it was very uh fright night-esque we believed our neighbor was a vampire because really? you never saw him in the daylight and it you would hear constant pounding in his house at night like he was building <laughs> like, coffins or something was he hot then, then you'd see him come out at night and he'd have the collar flipped up 
Oh. And he'd dart from his house right into the car, <laughs> and then you would hear pounding from inside what? his house. Come on! I kid you not. Was I he kid hot? Because if he was hot, I, I might have invited him over. He didn't. He didn't do anything for me. Okay, but he wasn't I, like sparkly hot, in the sunlight. So. Like that, that hot vampire thing. Like I'm well, all for it. That would be it. Then you're okay <laughs> all, as long as they're hot. There'd be like a you know vampire's welcome sign on the window. I'd leave them unlocked. I'd be all for it. Yeah, <laughs> as long wow. as they're hot. It says a lot about our culture, a little bit more than the zombie culture right there. But, uh, what is yeah. with the dogs today? I don't know. Stop it! Fending off, letting you know that the evil is right around you. They're like zombies. I do have a good story that'll make uh, make you happy in okay, a second. Okay, but you said the the otter story was a good story. Wait, right. you said wait, and, and you was. said the diabetic story. Oh yeah, these are just great. But here's 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 one for you, Andy. You'll you'll like this. You'll appreciate this with me, right? People are worried about the zombie outbreak. I think it's the uh, AI. The artificial intelligence coming oh. to life that we have to be concerned about. Amazon's Alexa appears oh, to be pulling gosh, a hell 9000. People say digital personal assistant has been letting out with a creepy laugh without any prompting. And you know what? I bet what? somebody can actually get it because it was on all the news channels oh, right. this morning. So somebody can probably pull what? that audio I have right an now. Alexa. It says Amazon is aware, laughed. which is even creepier. Amazon is aware Alexa is laughing and they're working for a fix for it. Um, starting in February, owners of Alexa-enabled devices began reporting laughter coming from their digital personal assistants without any sort of prompting whatsoever, just lying in bed about to fall asleep when Alexa on my Amazon Echo Dot lets out with a, or dot lets out with a very loud and creepy laugh. And it is creepy. What? I need to hear this. One yeah. person tweeted last month, there's a good chance I get murdered tonight yeah, I saw after that hearing on the, the news laugh. Today. <laughs> According to BuzzFeed, people have described it as chilling witch-like laugh. I don't think that's... It's not like a... It's, <laughs> no, it's but not it's, one of those, but, but it's... But it's creepy. It is. It's not like somebody just... Like, what? it's creepy. They also say the laugh is not in the Alexa voice, which is what's that's, most unnerving. That's what's creepy about it, is it's not the Alexa voice that the it doesn't match. One so Reddit, that's what's weird. One Reddit user says it sounded like a real person. In fact, some people say that they thought someone was in their home when the Alexa laughed. Others unplugged their devices rather than risk hearing the laugh again. <laughs> It's so un- what? far unclear yes. what's causing Alexa to laugh, but Gizmodo reports it seems like a technical issue rather than, we suppose, the beginnings of a robot uprising, according to the article. While some people say Alexa is laughing without their prompting and without making a chiming noise first, like she would typically when she's activated. Others say the personal assistant has laughed while being asked to turn off lights yeah. or turn itself off when its physical volume buttons are pressed. For anyone interested in hearing Alexa's laugh for themselves, she will giggle when asked. So you can, do you have Alexa on your phone? I guess if you just ask her to laugh, she'll giggle and it's the same laugh. Oh, no, it's it. I have the thing at home. The dot yeah. or the tower? The, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it was you? If you're creepy. laying in bed at uh, night, I'll send you here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Dan it's was Russia. just gone for work for four days and if that would have happened well i was home alone i would have burnt the house down burned, burned it to the ground that's the only answer <laughs> like, i respect that, that crazy no thanks uh yeah so do you do you guys use alexa as well Catherine, or no she had to go pick up a package apparently Oh, so, God, it's Amazon. But I don't think they do, no. <laughs> They've sent a free Alexa. Alexa. No, they don't have they don't an Alexa. one of those dots. I, I want to get one. I've been wanting one. Really? We like we yeah. listen to music on it. We've it's... got one I refuse to plug in now that I've read this story. Well, I don't want it well, listening like, to me. 
But then they were talking about at one point it was recording people. Right. So, well, it is. So I know a lot of people that I know have actually gotten rid of it. As a matter of fact, the uh, police have had to try to subpoena to get them because there right. have been a few murder cases where something is said. What do you say? Okay, Alexa. You just say Alexa. Or you say Alexa. If you say something similar to that, it'll start it'll start Recording. listening. Yeah, there's certain somebody word, has yeah. while they're getting murdered has called out and it records the entire situation. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's triggered by calling out the word help. <laughs> That's the Is laugh. Is that the laugh? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound like Alexa. No. <laughs> Sounds like a like a preteen boy. I'm almost. telling you, it's Russia. It's Russia. They're it's laughing Russia at for us. Sure, it's Russia through our echo dots. <laughs> They're squawking at us. It's uh, yeah, that's unnerving, right? You get that the, the machines. But then, how about the fact that people are talking when you chat about it? You could try this with your phones at home. Try this experiment, I guess. Um, that while you're on social media, we already know if you go to Amazon and you look at underwear. Right. When you go yeah. to social media, all of a sudden you start seeing ads yeah. for underwear. We know that's taking place. But now what people are noticing is, I might have my Facebook open and Mike and I are talking before the show and I'll start talking about, oh man, did oh, you yeah. hear Dusty Springfield albums are on sale and all of a sudden I st- start getting ads for Dusty Springfield. Something yeah. like that happened yesterday to me and I was on the phone with someone and I said, I swear like Facebook is listening to me. Somebody, mm-hmm. yep. like Literally, we were just talking. I just I went to start to Google it, and it finished the sentence, and it was like the most random thing we were talking about. And you would not think that would be the first search that came up. And it just you know how it autofills, right? Like and yeah. you can pick. Oh, these are the things. Random, random thing. It would never have been the first choice, and that's exactly what I said. Yeah, I said that's... something had to have been listening in order to do that. Well, yeah. now when I sit at home, I used to sit at home working on my computer. I, I fold a little piece of paper or something over the camera. Well, because they've said that people are have now figured out, and there are websites you can actually go to where you can watch people's home security cameras. You can watch their baby monitors. Yeah, baby monitors. You can is watch like through a their computer, and it's like these sites that you can go to, and you log in, and you could just start going. And those people have no clue that, that their is camera so crazy. is turned on. Yeah, well, they're if, saying if you that can... about phones now too, though. Right. That they can get into your phone and turn your camera on. You don't know, and they can pinpoint where you are, listen in on your on your conversations. That's why I always undress really slowly at night before bed. I'm going to give them a show. Give them a show. I want them to feel like they're they're getting their money's worth. If they're going to check my station out, let them get a good one. Right. The nice thing about uh, things like laptop cameras, and I believe uh, phone cameras, I'm not sure, though, um, is that most of them are hardwired. So if there's power going to the camera, there's power going to the light next to it, too. So it's impossible for the camera to be on without the light also being on. Well, they're saying that they're bypassing that. That's what I heard. You can't that bypass it. The wire is actually like going. When my camera's on, there's no light next to it. Mine has a light, but what I saw on like a Dateline or 48 Hours is how they were bypassing the light. Yikes. So that's why they say put something over it, whether it's on or not. The only, you can bypass the light if it's made poorly. A good design has the wire literally going... It goes from the light to the camera so that it's just not possible for the light not to be on if the camera's on. But, yeah, older ones or ones made, you know, like super cheap, you can't really trust that necessarily. Yeah, like my sister has something physically on her computers, so you can't can't access the camera. They they sell those little, like, V-plastic pieces you can snap right over it. Yeah, the flappy thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that, but I do. I just fold paper or something, and I set it over the spot while I'm talking, or 
or if I'm working on my computer or doing interviews. Right. Uh, and I learned that the hard way because I do a lot of my stuff. We'll do it through Skype for our radio show. Right. And uh, one day I'm sitting there doing something, and the guy goes, did you mean to have your camera on? And I'm what? like, what? And I open up the other deal, and he's just watching me, sitting there shirtless, <laughs> getting my stuff ready for the show. And I'm like, God, it was the summer, Alex. It was hot. My air conditioning wasn't working. And you can't have the fan blowing on you. So at that point, I had to do what I had to do. I'm like, yeah, I meant to have the camera on. Why should you be checking this out? Why is your shirt on? Yeah, why is your yeah. shirt on? Weirdo. You're weirdo. Freak. Oh. Well, I used to do oh TV gosh. local in town. I used to do the home shopping network. What? Uh, Shop NBC. Yeah, but before that, it was Value Vision. Right. And now and, it's Evine. Oh, Evine. Yeah, now it's Evine. I used Evine. to do, I was the coin guy. I was one of their numismatists. So I'd go on and sell coins in the, the middle of the my, night. My, what? But it was Numis- so numismatist. Mm, smell mm-hmm. that. It's a big one. That's a big one. But it would be so hot in there at night, and we had to wear these suit coats. So they would only shoot us from the waist up. So the, the guys, we were always walking around in shorts or underwear and your suit coat and your, oh your shirt and tie. And then they would back up jokingly before they'd cut, cut back in real quick for the uh, show. But, man, it would be so hot under those lights. Oh, yeah. And then you can't run a fan because you've got that, yeah, that yeah. Noise. noise running yeah. in the background through the whole show. So <laughs> there's a lot of those newscasters who are sitting at their desks in uh, pantsless. In, pantsless in shorts. <laughs> Just think about that next time you have pass ult around, huh? Oh, God. Get <laughs> some pants on, you weirdo. <laughs> Get some pants on. Uh, McDonald's in Linwood, California has turned its golden arches upside down. The company said it did so in celebration of women everywhere. McDonald's is flipping its logo on its digital channels to celebrate International Women's Day today. People driving by a McDonald's in Linwood, California, might be baffled by the upside-down sign, but the golden arches, typically standing as an M, have been flipped over to become a W. But this isn't just a bizarre prank or careless mistake. The upside-down arches are in celebration of women everywhere. Will that make you go in and get a greasy burger? Not in a million years. The show's brought to you by McDonald's. (laughs) We'll be back. We've got more right here on the Tom Bernard Show. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to hanging out on the dock with family and friends. Let Flow enhance your experience with their rock-solid dock systems. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Flow boat lifts are a breeze to level using a cordless drill with their patented easy level system. Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they've been perfecting leisure time. Since 1983. Visit Flow at the Northwest Sports Show at the Minneapolis Convention Center, March 22nd through the 25th. Be sure to ask for the show special, where with a qualified purchase, you'll receive a free three-piece furniture set or free wireless remote. And mention you heard this ad on KQ for an additional $50 off a dock or lift system. To find out more about Flow Systems, visit their website at floeintl.com. Flow Docks and Lifts. A better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location. And those unwanted pounds, they're going fast. Unlike any other weight loss program, Nutramost is so easy. And they guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutramost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutramost of Plymouth is hosting a free informational dinner where you too can learn how to have success losing weight just like me. Neil Sheehy, Nutramost client, an owner who played nine years in the NHL and is an agent to some of the NHL's current top players, will be at the dinner. 
It's Tuesday, April 3rd, 6 p.m. at Jake's City Grill in Plymouth, located around the corner from Nutramost, just off Highway 55 and 494. Space is limited, so call 763-333-7337 now to register. That's 763-333-7337. People say I'm crazy. the Tom Bernard Show. Tom, we'll be back with you on Monday. Hey, you can check me out. I'll be hosting Coast to Coast AM Friday and Saturday this week. You can get information at coasttocoastam.com. It's coasttocoastam.com. For the best in overnight talk radio, check that out. You can also check out my show at darknessradio.com. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we bring you the best in paranormal talk radio. That's why we've been a little heavy on it today, I think. Uh, I want to talk to you, Nicole. About? You come from a, a very prestigious family, a very interesting family. Yes. Nicole Remini. And uh, you've got to be pretty proud of your sister and what she's done in, in kind of shining this light and taking a stand against uh, yeah. a very strange situation with the Scientology uh, programs. Now, your whole family was involved in Scientology. Yeah, all of us. Now, is this yep. something you're comfortable talking about? Or sure. Are we going to go clear after this? I don't know how this goes. <laughs> you I might wanna... be OT7 by the time we're done. What does that mean? That sounds horribly <laughs> bad. Is that it's bad? supposed to be good. Operating Satan. Yeah, there you go. No yeah. T- yeah, it's pretty crazy, but my gosh, I'm so incredibly proud of her. I right. mean, she won an Emmy. She and uh, like, and the fact that she won a pro- like for a producer, mm-hmm. I think, is really cool because it really shows the validation of one of what she's doing, but just that people really appreciated what she did. Um, so I think she's doing it in a very classy way. And this was prior to family like uh, stardom. This wasn't something that was done like Kitchen no. and All Stars were ch- kind of joining into Scientology. Your family was a part of this yep. belief system before that, right? When my mom married my second stepdad, sorry, mom, because there's a few, um, <laughs> but um, she he was a Scientologist. Okay. And so I think I was about seven. Leah was five. So that's how early we got into Scientology. Mm-hmm. But it was just one of those things that. We just did it because that's what we were supposed to do. It was like going to church on Sunday type of thing. So we just followed suit. And then we joined the Sea Org, uh, which is insane. You signed a billion-year contract. We moved to uh, Clearwater, Florida. A billion-year contract. A billion-year contract. Um, and it's really kind of amazing because they they had like a cute guy, like a young recruiter, talk to Leah and I to try and get us on board with this whole thing. Sure. Um, yeah, he was super cute. He's like, oh, I just, I hated my middle name at the time, you know, having Bella as a middle name when you didn't feel like the beautiful child and that was your middle name. Um, he's oh, I just love your middle name and you'll get to be a gymnast and I know you want to be an attorney, so you'll still get to go to law school and you don't get to do anything. I mean, we lived in a room with, I think, eight other girls in a dorm room and we were separated from our mom and you have to wear uniforms and you eat when they tell you you can eat. I mean, it is completely a cult situation. But uh, I was never really on board. I always was uh, like had a real strong belief system in God. So um, I was always kind of the black sheep. But I played along because my family did it. Um, but the end of it really for me was it's kind of funny. So if a lot of people that know my story, my grandmother wanted me to be a nun. 
Like that was kind of my plan. And so when we went to the Sea Org, mm-hmm. one of these girls, this girl Susie, had said that I had had sex with Chad, my boyfriend. She liked Chad. Well, there is no premarital sex in Scientology. So they wanted to put me on something called the RPF, which is a rehabilitation program. I think I was 14 years old. And it is literally like you're in black clothes. It's like scarlet letter and you are running everywhere. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, sir. Yes, sir. Scrubbing uh, like Tom Cruise's hotel room Mm -hmm. with a toothbrush, you know, that type of thing as a kid. (sighs) We're not going to school. Um, You know, we, we really have no education. So it's really kind of funny where we ended up in life. Um, School is not mandatory because you're working and you're on course all night. So um, the kids never went to school. We really like were running amok around there doing kind of what we wanted to do. But when they wanted to put me on this rehabilitation program and I was like, sex, are you kidding me? It's the last thing on my mind. Like I literally was going to be a nun before I got here. Like you're sharing a room with seven other girls. Where is the time and place for sex on the old Scientology lot? And it's like the door doesn't have a lock on it. There's no locks on any of the doors. There's barely curtains on the windows. And it's like as if you were living in a comfort inn. But like a rundown comfort inn. It was actually the quality inn. So if you've like driven on freeways and you're on a road trip and you see a quality inn, that's what they had us living in. Well, there goes two more sponsors for the show, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it. Tom. Well, they bought the building, so it wasn't okay. theirs. But um, so my mom actually snuck me out in the middle of the night and sent me to L.A. because she knew that that didn't happen. So, um, so but she broke you out of the compound. She broke me out of the compound. And now, then was that her, putting her life in uh, not not in jeopardy in the sense of like they're going to put a hit out on her? But I mean, does that is that putting her in the sense that her they, whole life could get upended? Because yes, of this? totally. She could have been on the RPF for doing that. So she could have gotten in trouble for doing that. And I mean, you're on like a serious lockdown. So to sneak me out in the middle of the night was not an easy task. She sent me to L.A., and then they came out probably about a month later. Okay. And, um, and, but they still wanted to do Scientology. So we, just, we still did Scientology, but just as parishioners-type thing, going on course and not being on staff. Okay. And so um, it's a crazy story. I mean, there's so much to it. It's so ridiculous. And I will say I am finally in therapy for it. <laughs> so it's one of those things where it's really affected my whole life. You know, it's like I look at our kids now and they're going to prom and I'm like, prom, like what a dumb thing. But I didn't experience any of those things. You know, like you had to get a dress and get your hair done and your nails done just to go dance. Like what a dumb thing. But I have no. So when you were kind of under the employ of them, then you have to go by these more strict rules. Oh, yeah. But when you're just a parishioner, are the rules still set? Yes. You You have to be there seven days a week. You have to be on course seven days a week and you're paying for your bridge. And it sounds like Andy's pretty... Uh, I'm familiar. Yeah, you have to go to classes, Scientology classes, and you go every single day. So it's seven days. And when you're not on course, your supervisor, your teacher is calling you going, why aren't you on course today? Where were you? And then if you don't show up enough, well, then you have to go to the ethics officer. And the ethics officer is the guy that slaps your hand for not being on course. So it's like you're not being part of the group. And it's like there's punishments involved. So they're not teaching you like the alphabet, math. They're they're just teaching you about Scientology principles. Scientology principles. So, yeah. So it was really crazy. Okay. When we're growing up, laws are pretty tight about education and schooling how How did they they know well look at those kids in california those Uh, 15 kids they went one time to say why aren't they in school but they had a school on premises so they 
probably if somebody came, they go, oh, here's a school. And But am I registered there in Florida? Who knows? You know, it's like, I don't know what my mom did or didn't do well, at me, that let time. Let me ask you this. I grew up uh, in, a, in a Christian atmosphere. I went to a Lutheran grade school. Mm-hmm. They teach you about religion. Right. And I didn't question it. Okay, there's God, right. there's Jesus. This is the stories. Right? Okay, okay. It just did. And I know to outside people, Christianity sounds insane. Right. But when you're when you're being taught Scientology, are you sitting there going, "What? Yes, we're I, from where?" See, and I was doing that the whole time. So I, that's what I'm saying. So as far as like being the black sheep, I mean, that was me. I was going to regular church on Sunday because I do believe in God. So during the week, I was doing Scientology, and then on Sunday, I was going to church, church. Did they now, frown upon church, church? They completely frown upon it. They say we respect other poli- other people's religious beliefs. That's one of their laws, but that's absolutely a lie. So my mom got called in wanting to know how she felt if that I was going to church on Sundays, but they could never upset me because of being Leah's sister the rule in Scientology is you te- you treat the celebrity family as if they're celebrities. So nobody ever gave me a hard time. But then it started getting to the point that they started calling them in saying, does Nicole say anything bad about Scientology? Because they were getting ready to have them disconnect from me because I was like completely out. So when Leah decided to strike out and get into acting, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if they're trying to hold such tight reins, do they frown, frown upon that? Or do oh, they want, no. the, they they want, want high-profile people? Yes. Did they ever try to cajole you into, you know, you should, why aren't you out there modeling? You should be an actress, too. No, they never did so any of that. that. Because you were the rebel, they were afraid you'd go out and yeah. do what your sister's doing now kind of thing? I, I don't know. They, like I said, they had Leah. They were good. They didn't need it. I mean, and Leah was like you know, contributing to us going on course and buying all these things for us when we needed it, like Scientologically. Um, so she was investing quite a bit of money, even on behalf of our family. So um, they did, just, did they the didn't kids question, us. or were you not allowed to question the teachings? Like if something came up, would you be like, what? Oh, if you questioned it, you were going, you went to ethics. You had to go see the, the ethics officer. So yeah, it was really crazy. There was no... Because obviously, if I'm questioning it, there's things I'm not understanding. So they want to make sure to clear that up for me. Alex, they've got some openings I hear now. Oh, goody. Maybe Fawny would like a new oh my God. In, in instructional course. Yeah. Could yeah. you even imagine as a parent, and I've got a lot of kids, I'm just trying to think, if one of my kids went into this, do you support? You want to support your kids and their decisions and their religious beliefs and ethics and, and thoughts, but then you start to hear what you're telling us about how this is, you're no longer really having your own thoughts. No. You're being forced to believe in something else. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, you know what was even crazy for me is that, you know, on that point, it's, I think now one of the things that my sister has done with all of these, you know, with the two seasons of the show, um, mm-hmm. and if people are going, what are you talking about? It's Scientology, The Aftermath on A&E. Um, that show, I think, has really helped people. People have written me saying, I thought about being a Scientologist, and then I saw your sister's show. I'm glad I watched it. Um, because when you go in, I mean, it is cozy. They are like, oh my gosh, you can just come and go. Um, well, you so should many take celebrities or Scientologists. Yes. So it seems like glamorous. You yeah. know what it seems like to me is that Scientology has become the Freemasons of the new era. Because if you were a Freemason, right, you all these doors would open to you. Right. And that you would do this. Now, I don't know that 
that was ever true. I don't know if that's ever the case of how Freemasonry works. But, I mean, that that was part of always what you heard about with the Freemasons. And then it seems like all of a sudden you've got John Travolta, you've got uh, Tom Cruise, you've got uh, Leah Remini, you've got all these famous people involved in Scientology. So maybe there is something. If I do want a career in acting, I have to become a Scientologist because – they're helping open well, doors. That and that is what they're selling. That's they're what selling, they want the perception. Yes, that they that's have what they that want power. the perception to be. That you know, if you're a Scientologist, I mean, look at Tom Cruise. He was, what is it when you can't when you write backwards and what is that dyslexia? Insane. Oh, dyslexic. Yeah. <laughs> he was saying, you know, he was cured of dyslexia because of Scientology, and that if it wasn't for Scientology, he never would have been the star he is today. So it's. They, it would have just been some homely kid dancing to Bob Seeger and yeah, writing backwards, huh? Exactly. So, yeah, so it's, it is very interesting the, the story that they sell, but I really do love how um, people are really embracing this. You know, it kind of sucks when you see, like, you know, on Hulu, there's shows that I love and. What is it? The Handmaid's Tale. I'm like, damn it, Scientologist. And now yeah. What's His Face just came out with that other show. Oh my gosh, I love it. Um, Giovanni Ribisi, he has a show, and I'm like, damn. You know, because yeah. you just don't want, I don't want people seeing that I'm watching it. I was at a Tom Cruise movie, and I'm like, should I not do a selfie in here? You know, it's like, I don't want people. But I well, like. you separate from I what do, they yes, do. I do like their acting. So, but it is kind of funny because you kind of go, should I be watching this and supporting it? Yeah. But, you know, um, the chick from, I mean, I used to babysit her, and I can't even remember her name. Uh, the girl from Handmaid's Tale. She actually walked out when Leah's name was announced at an award show. <gasps> I didn't know she was a Scientologist. Oh, big-time Scientologist, yeah. So what are the main, like, beliefs and values of Scientology? Like, what is the, like, in a nutshell? As far as, you mean, like, the No daily? pressure, but you have a minute and 38 seconds. Oh, God. Oh, to Jesus. explain in a nutshell. Well, <laughs> well we can do it right, after. We'll, cover they, back well they hold, their whole thing is that they're here to clear the planet. They're here to make everybody in a state of mind, oh, talking about zombies again, um, in a state of mind where there is nothing troubling you. So anything that you have, because they believe in past lives, so things you've brought with you, life to life to life to life, is affecting your life today. So they want to clear you of that so that you can live happily ever after. So their whole thing is... Which on the whole sounds great. It sounds great. Clearing that karmic garbage from your past lives. But if you watch the last episode that my mom was on... um, Um, When you hit that level of knowing that it's kind of funny. So you get to this level, which is OT8, and they tell you that now you have all the answers to everything. Well, when you get to OT8, you find out it was all BS. Yeah. So um, that's and you're like millions of dollars in at this point. Like millions of dollars. Wow. So you have point. to. I have. I have a lot of questions. Okay. Well, I think we can. We can pick it up. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got. Uh, we've got a lot more to cover. It is fascinating. <laughs> who, you know, who, I who almost, knew? Who knew we, I was going to be the guest star today? On, on, I did. <laughs> on uh, on our show, Darkness Radio. Originally, we were going to do an episode about this, and I had contacted the Scientology place. They were going to walk me through it. And as soon as I mentioned that on air, I started getting emails, and they're like, "Do not do this. Do not put yourself You'll in this." You'll end up being well, a Scientologist. Well, right. well, no, it wasn't that. It was like, you, watch Going Clear, the documentary yes. first, and then decide yeah. if you want to go in there. And I watched, and I, I talked to Tim. I said, "I don't like acting like a chicken, but these people are scaring the hell out of yeah. me from this." We'll talk more about the aftermath, the the series, and uh, Nicole's unique perspective on this entire story as well when we return to the Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here. If you're ready to sell your home, you've probably heard that you should wait until spring. But why wait for temperatures to rise when the market is hot right now? Not selling in winter is a total myth. Truth is, buyers are hungry. 
And while other sellers and real estate agents hibernate, the Chris Lindahl team is selling homes like hotcakes. Chris has done a great job. We have our house on the market with Chris right now, as a matter of fact. And the video he did is amazing. The Chris Lindahl team is America's number one REMAX results team for a reason. They play to win, and they've got the skill players to sell your home fast. In fact, they sell a home on average every nine hours for over the MLS average. Don't wait until spring to sell your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD. That's 763-401-SOLD. The first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value, and it's only going to the first two Tom Bernard Show callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Call now, get the free staging package, and grab the opportunity before winter is over. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Like I live out in Los Angeles, there's a bunch of Scientologists out there. And the first time I heard the story of Scientology, I was like, that is the dumbest shit I have ever heard in my life. Like, your, your guy's name is Ron. Ron. And he wasn't alive thousands of years ago, so you can hide a lot of it in the mystery. This guy was alive like 45, 50 years ago. He had a driver's license, social security number. There's like footage of him stubbing his toe. Motherfucker, right? I don't know what happened. He was working at Denny's. He got sick of it. He's like, oh, I'll start a religion. Hey, everybody, there's a spaceship coming back. Everybody's getting sneakers. This is Tom Cruise. We're going to try to make you clear. Right? That's all. Who is that? That's hilarious. That's uh, Bill Burr. Oh, Bill my Burr. gosh. That's so funny. Well, and that's yeah. the whole thing is, I mean, everybody, you know, you listen to Christianity and there could be a good case for everything that's being told. And it's, it's a fascinating story. Right. right? But you hear the basics of, <laughs> of Scientology. And you, I don't. I just don't know anybody that I've talked to about it outside that are like, yeah, I heard that. It makes, I think yeah. I'm really interested. All the dots <laughs> are the... connecting for me, for sure. Right. I, and I don't yeah. mean the comedians riffing on it, but just hearing the kind of the basics. Right. And like you said, you know, here, believing myself in, in past lives, I dig the fact that maybe we're carrying some karmic garbage with right. us. Yeah. We've made bad choices because I think we do it in this life. Right. So I get the whole premise of, yeah, let's help you live a better life now. That's right. that's respectable. Right. And listen, any self-help book you pick up is about learning to let go of the past, right. shed off that crap, and have a full, fulfilling life. Right. And they're probably appealing to that kernel that lives in all right. of us of wanting better than what we have. Right. And that's really what attracted my mom. You know, she was single at the time, mm. um, single mom, newly divorced. I mean, my gosh, my mom was 18 when she had me, 20 when she had Leah. So she was young. So you think at 27 years old, somebody comes to you with the promise of a better life. You're going to be able to help people and also get a paycheck. That sounds cool. You know, so she jumped in, started working there. So every day there was my mom down at the New York org. And it was funny because we just went to New York with all the kids. We took them for spring break last year. And the one pizza place that the hotel recommended that we go to in the city was right next door to the Church of Scientology. Okay. So it was kind of interesting. So I was going to go and go, hey, do you have that book? To see if they had Leah's book. But I, I didn't have the guts to do it. Not on shelf. <laughs> yeah. So you said that your millions of dollars, like once you get to the, what is, 
why do you have to spend so much money? The courses and the auditing especially is incredibly expensive. I mean, again, you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars to go up the bridge. Uh, but I mean, well, you're at millions of dollars by that point. I mean, we can probably even find the number. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. But like, you know, they start you off with, oh, you should do a communications course. That's only $48. Oh, this is doable. I mm-hmm. should I should be able to learn how to talk to people better. Yeah. Oh, there's a course on marriage. Well, that's awesome. That makes sense. I should do a marriage course to learn how to better deal with my husband. You know, but then as you get deeper and deeper and get away from the basics, yeah. that's when the big dollar, the big ticket items. Mm-hmm. And they have people that are actually like calling on your credit card on your behalf to get your credit card limit raised. Um, they're like coaching you how to talk to the credit card company. Because if you're like, my credit cards are maxed out. Well, okay, well, can we get a mortgage on your house? Like, what can we do? I mean, there are people that are like three, four mortgages in on their homes oh my just because they want to pay for Scientology. You know, but I, it's like, I, it's funny because people used to say to me, what about the alien thing? Well, I never made it that far up the bridge and it's not like my parents were talking about aliens around the dinner table. Yeah. So, um, I never even heard really any of that. So when I did hear my mom on the show talk about when she read, um, about the aliens coming out of the sky, dropping into the volcano and the spirits were like the bodies that we're in now, I'm like, how did you read that and think I need to continue <laughs> yeah. on this path? Thank you. Like I called her. I'm like, what is wrong with you? You know, and she said, like, I did read that. And I thought, what in the world am I reading? Like she <laughs> actually thought that, yeah. but she was so deep already yeah. at this point. It wasn't like you were going to go, all right, I'm, I'm done. Because everything else I learned was horrendous. But because everything mm-hmm. else she read, she liked. Like she liked what yeah. was going on. But when she did get to that point, she was like, what? <laughs> aliens falling out of the sky into volcanoes and now they're our bot and now they're in our bodies and we're like reincarnated aliens you know and so she did think but she was like i'm deep yeah you know what am i gonna do at this point yeah so um i think you know it's funny lee was actually on tom's show and she i was listening from home right. and she said you know you know come to think of it like nick was actually the smart one you know, like I, she knew way before we did that this was insanity. And I, I was in my kitchen in Prior Lake and I started to cry because to finally hear that after all these years, because even Leah and my mom, they were like, mm, poor Nicole. She's she not, just doesn't get it. Doesn't get it. She's yeah. not going to go clear. And, you know, so it was always weird, you know, so being with them. So your mom hadn't them. hit that level yet, though. Oh, my mom was OT8 before anybody in our family. So my mom was at. So is she still feeling bad for you even after she hit OT8 and realized it was just a bunch of malarkey? No, that's when she started to kind of piece it together. Like, <laughs> what the heck did we just do all these years, you yeah. know? So um, so when Leah was ready to go, my mom's like, cool. Like, she was like, quick to go, I'm out. Because mm-hmm. my mom was having the same. It's funny, they both were thinking, like, what in the world did we do? But they were afraid to talk to each other about it because mm. each thought, she's too deep, she's too deep, you know? Yeah. So, and I'll never forget, I had a talk with now, my... Now, you had left long ago. How come, they I, how come they didn't push that wedge to say that, hey, if you, Leah, you can't talk to Nick They anymore. were getting there. It was, that was like starting right before this whole Tom Cruise thing happened. It actually was starting to be that way. So that was one of the reasons why I moved to Minnesota. Oh, really? Was so that I can get away from Scientology and my family pushing me into Scientology. Plus, I knew the church was getting to the point that they were going to start having them disconnect from me because I wasn't doing it at all anymore i was like full on church 
kids were going to but like did it make sense to your, to your mom and sister at that time yeah maybe we do need to disconnect from nick because she's just not getting it you know they never thought that it's kind of it's so interesting. good it wasn't a complete programming it wasn't deprogramming. yeah where most people do have that happen right but my family didn't do that i and i so it's really interesting we always had that thing we were always going to stick together like people were like well why didn't you out all of this years ago and i said i wasn't going to disrespect what they what their belief was right i wasn't going to make them look like crazy people like there was just no way i was going to do that i'd be on shows and people would ask me like don't you think i mean i remember one time i was hosting for Lori and julia um here locally in town and the tom cruise and katie thing came up and i was actually like defending it you know even though i knew deep down but i just never wanted to be against my family and have the church give them a reason to create a wedge so i just played the game really well are they are they dangerous? Do you think if you if you cross them and decide? I think they're absolutely dangerous. I mean, when this first all went down, we had cars. I was calling the police all the time. Um, we had cars sitting in front of our house. Um, How is that not harassment? You know, nobody ever got out of their cars. So as long as they were just sitting there, there was nothing anybody can really do. Really? The police would come and How they come would... we got pulled over for making out in front of that guy's house then? We weren't doing happens. any damage, honey. We were just sitting there. <laughs> See what happens? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, it, um, so they definitely like to scare you. But do I think that they would do things? I do. I, I think that it's very possible. I mean, I don't have any proof of it. But um, and, and the kind of weird pin, and and I know you'll correct me if I'm wrong here, but wasn't it just like Leah just out of common courtesy asked David how his wife was doing, why why she wasn't showing up? Isn't that kind yes. of what started the tumble That's down what started of this the tower? Whole thing. Yeah, and that they were so over. And you don't ever ask him about his wife. No, he went absolutely psychotic. Did you read Troublemaker? Did you read her book? Not yet. What? I have five days a week a show. I'm trying to read up the guests I'm having on. I know that is tough. It's I tough. do get it. Yeah. I do get it. Well, you know they do have audio. It's on audio. Yeah. I still have to read the other books that I have for the guests that are coming on my actual show. <laughs> so yeah, it um, that's what that's where it all went down was at Tom Cruise's wedding with her asking David Miscavige where Shelley was. Did they ever get an answer? Do we ever know? Is she alive? Uh, she is alive. So I don't know how much information I could give on that, but she is alive. Just whisper, nobody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, she she is alive, and. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. But if it's something that maybe doesn't show him in a good light, like having a weakness or illness, then we just have to keep her out of our yeah out of the public eye. Yeah, she's she's fine, but it's just there. She's where they want her. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> well, that's not creepy at all. That's <laughs> yeah. not creepy. I just at don't all. know how much I can say because I know that there's stuff going on with like the LAPD, and so I just I can't say much. But I will tell you, she's alive, and she's where. They want her, the Correct. Scientologist, not the police. Correct. Okay. Yep. That's terrifying when you look back at things like this, right? Mm-hmm. And then you hear of like the David Koresh and that whole deal. And then the who, Andy, do you remember what the name of that cult was where they uh, they thought that there was a UFO in the in the tail of Haley's Comet and they all wore the same jumpsuits and sneakers and ended up going out? What was that? That was, was just Andy a. F- not there? I don't know. We lost your. I was going to say, did they? Did he? The Scientologists have come knocking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Turn this off. Yeah, there was that cult where they they thought that there was a spaceship in the tail of I think it was Haley's comet that was coming by, and they gave their lives. They all ended oh. up drinking the Kool Aid thing again. Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. Right. Right. Yeah. You start to hear these things, you think that's insane. That 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 cannot possibly be going on, and those were small scale little right. blips. 
But then you realize just how deep-reaching oh. Scientology goes. And let's face it, I mean, I've seen Tom Cruise in interviews. I, you know, I've been, I've met him once. Very intelligent guy. Yes. Very gregarious, personable yeah, guy. Yeah, he's very how the fun. Hell, how does he not? How is that trigger not well, flipped? I'm sure the trigger has flipped. He doesn't. You know, they were recording his um, Scientology sessions. Um, so when he's like with an auditor one on one where he thinks he's one on one, they were actually recording everything. So he's recorded. John Travolta's recorded. Um, they've actually had people on my sister's show that have said, yeah, I'm the one who pressed record. And like, I know everything, you know, we had to watch. And so a lot of people know a lot of stuff. So it's so actually some deep, just dark sa- secrets yes. that they're getting on these people. So it's very, it's very safe for them to remain Scientologists. It's just, it's just better for them. So yeah, wow, it's crazy, but yeah, the show is definitely worth watching. Um, it looks like there might be another season. I'm not totally sure. Well, I know um, she's tied up with Kevin Can Wait, right? Yeah, she's she's back working with Kevin James yes. on that show. So the Scientologists have a hand in that. Keep, keep her <laughs> off. If we get her on a TV program again, maybe she'll leave this alone. No, you know it's so that was such an awesome thing, and it was so accidental. And poor Leah, you know she's been. I mean, it's been hard for her even to do the Scientology thing. Because of the fact that we've had family members and people who have been really good friends to us over the last, you know, 25, 30 years, who Scientology has been bringing them in and they've been recording videos um, talking poorly about my mom, about my sister, um, some about us, but even really close family members. So, um, you know, it's like they had my, our, even our birth father, I don't call, I usually call him the sperm donor, but my husband doesn't like that. Um, <laughs> He said something like, uh, we like abandoned my grandmother when she was dying. I'm like, really? I have pictures of you and I in her apartment the day that I begged you to come and see your mother as she was dying because I gave up my life for two weeks to go live with your mother who was dying, who my sister was paying her rent, paid for a private nurse, and I was there every single day. And the first thing you said when you walked in is, mom, where's the treasure? Wanting to know where her money was because she was like old school Italian, had her money under the mattresses. Uh, yeah, I mean, I basically was with her until the day she died. And when I asked him to come in the city and see her, he's like, do you know how hard it is to park in Manhattan? Oh my you God. know, so it's like... Easier than parking for the Tom Bernard show. That's yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. I'll tell, I know, I gotta, I gotta go put a quarter in the machine soon. But yeah, so it's just, it was crazy, like all these lies and stuff that have come out. So, you know, she's dealing with that. And then people were giving her a hard time because now she replaced this girl on... Kevin can wait. Right. And Leah was just a, we all found out when everybody else found out that they were killing off the character. And we found out on Twitter. Just, <laughs> I was like, I wrote Leah. I'm like, Lee. She's like, oh my gosh, I just read that. Like, we didn't know. So it was very interesting. But it has been an amazing adventure. It's been really fun going to the set because it's all of the King of Queens writers, producers. Right. So to have all of us like back together again, because you know, I worked on the show for nine years. So seeing everybody, it was really a cool thing. I have a it's fun like, little behind-the-scenes story. It was story. Very, very reminiscent of the when Cosby show went off the air. And then they came back with another Cosby show. Yeah. He had a wife who they killed off. Well, they didn't kill her off, but they just like replaced her with right. uh, Felicia Rashad again. Right. And just carried on the second series like the first yeah. wife didn't. Like nothing make, happened. Yeah. That is it, a weird, bad timing it, situation. It, it really is a bad timing situation. But, I mean, like I couldn't even watch the show when she that other girl was on it, just to be quite honest. Because I saw you felt like Kevin was cheating on your a sister. A little bit. Yeah. But it was like, <laughs> but I see Kevin as the Kevin 
King of Queens, Kevin, right. like yeah. the character. Yeah. So it just didn't work for me personally. But him and Leah together, right. I think it's hol- they're hilarious yeah, they together. They have great chemistry together. I mean, you got to see them shooting live. It's so funny. In the very first episode, we all went out and uh, there was a scene where Leah's standing there and Kevin walks in the door. Or the other way around. Kevin's in, Leah walks in. And he looks at her, he goes, Carrie? She goes, Doug? And we all start crying. So it was really cool. Very cool. We have to take a break. We'll come back. We've got more coming your way right here on the Tom Bernard Show.